Even before President Trump stepped on the stage at CPAC, there was excitement. This is part two of the highlights of President Trump's statements at CPAC. And in this edition, we want to get into mostly what President Trump had to say about policy. And let's start off with President Trump detailing what he's going to do on day one. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's crazy executive order installing Marxist, diversity, equity, and inclusion czars in every federal agency. And I will immediately terminate all staffers hired to implement this horrible agenda. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. Welcome to Open Source News. I am your host, My name is James, a.k.a. BCP, Black Conservative Patriot. This is part two. And as I played for you in that first clip, President Trump says on day one, he's going to get rid of the woke diversity SARS of the different agencies of the federal government put there and set up by the regime and the policies of one horrible Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. But then he says something that uh, next... Let me play you what he says next. And if you're a true fiscal conservative, tell me if you agree or disagree with Trump's plan to work with Congress on making things right for those who have been victims or who have been denied due to this woke ideology of Biden and his people. I will urge Congress to create a restitution fund for Americans who have been unjustly discriminated against by these Biden policies. They're so unfair. They're so un-American. They're so un-American. And we will ban all racial discrimination by the government. I will fight for parents' rights. What are your thoughts, folks? Do you think that it should be yet another government policy to set up a fund for our taxpayer money? to make right the discriminations of the Biden administration. I, for one, am not a fan of that idea. More federal spending, more ways of that to be abused, like uh, many of the pandemic funds. I think that it's unfortunate that people have been made victims of that, but I think the law should be changed or the rules change, the regulations change, whatever you can do as an executive. And then work with Congress to cut back spending, not create new ways for the federal government to solve things. Now, I I think it's unfortunate that people have been victims of these diversity policies, but I don't think the new administration or the second term of President Trump should be, I don't know, burdened with retribution for the wrongs of the past 
president. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Let's go on to the next thing that President Trump uh, talked about. And that, of course, is the one of the topics that got him elected in the first place, border security and building of a southern border wall. The wall was sitting there waiting to be installed, the easiest part. And Biden, they took it away so that Texas and Arizona couldn't use it. Texas and Arizona said, could we use that wall? We'll finish it right up. And they said no. And they actually took it away and they hid it. Fly straight east out of Nogales, Arizona, and you'll pass miles of rolling border wall. Then it reveals a construction zone frozen in time. Steel border wall bollards are left in stacks and construction equipment sits on staging grounds. Just weeks before President Biden was inaugurated, the Trump administration pushed ahead to build a four-mile stretch of new border wall into the Patagonia Mountains. This is the end of the road, about 15 miles east of Nogales, Arizona. This is as far as the border wall construction got. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. Vowing not to build another mile of wall, President Biden stopped construction after taking office. About 200 miles of border wall that was being constructed now sit in limbo. They put it in a hiding area, which of course was revealed pretty quickly. All you have to do is send a couple of helicopters up, but they wouldn't let him use it. Under my leadership, we will seal it up and expand that wall so we have total control. And instead of spending hundreds of billions of dollars to defend the borders of distant foreign countries, under my leadership, we will defend our borders first. So like Joe Biden came in and reversed the wall policy of President Trump, President Trump is going to come in and put it back or reverse the reversal of Joe Biden when it comes to the wall. Remember, this is the same thing that got him elected in the first place in 2016. But President Trump is just not going to stop at stopping the illegal immigration at the wall. Oh, he's also going to take care of all of the illegal aliens that have entered into the United States illegally under Joe Biden in a massive effort that this country has never seen before. 13, taking them out by the thousands. We set records every single week. We were cleaning up our country. Under my leadership, we will use all necessary state, local, federal, and military resources to carry out the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. The largest deportation operation in history. A lot of people have come in illegally. I mean, we don't really even know. Millions. Whatever number the Biden administration gives us, like four or five X that. And President Trump's like, no, no, no. We're not just going to build the wall. We're going to get rid of the people that got here illegally and deport them back to their countries of origin. All right. President Trump didn't just tackle border security. But also another hot topic, and that is social security. We're not going back to people that want to destroy our great social security system. Even some in our own party. I wonder who that might be. 
that want to raise the minimum age of Social Security to 70, 75, or even 80 in some cases, and that are out to cut Medicare to a level that it will no longer be recognizable. And when that was their original thought, that's what they always come back to. Remember that. You have to remember that. You heard it here first. Okay, so we've got President Trump talking about border security, social security, and he also talked about our economic security from enemy and opponent states. I don't know, like China. I smashed the false idols of the free trade fanatics. These are fools, or they're getting very rich, probably the second. And left the China lobby reeling from our historic tariffs and taxes that we charge them bringing in hundreds of billions of dollars pouring into our treasury from China. Thank you very much, China. President Trump obviously had ended NAFTA, got us out of the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. He's not uh, afraid to put us in a trade war situation. But that's where it ends. President Trump doesn't want to get us involved in any unnecessary wars. We are never going back to a party that wants to give unlimited money to fight foreign wars that are endless wars, that are stupid wars. I was the only president in modern history who did not have any new wars, no new wars. I finished some old ones. I finished some old ones. Trump being a peace and prosperity president definitely deserves a standing ovation. I would have been standing up applauding that if I were there as well. Even though the naysayers in 2016 and even the very beginning of his presidency, of his first term, were all about, oh no, the sky is falling, we're going to be in danger, we're going to get in wars because of Donald Trump. Remember when the Democrats and my Republican opponents would often look at me during the debates or whatever, and they'd say, uh, no, no, he's going to bring us into World War III because it's a personality type. They said I had the person. No, I had the personality type that kept us out of wars because people knew that they weren't going to mess around with us. That's why I rebuilt our military. President Trump rebuilt our military, and Joe Biden gave our military stuff away to the Taliban who are now making a lot of money on the international markets. So now I read the other day that the Taliban in Afghanistan is the second largest seller of arms anywhere in the world because they're selling everything that we gave them. President Trump phrasing it correctly, selling everything that we gave them because we gave it to them. The FUBAR withdrawal from Afghanistan and the 100,000 refugees coming over, tens of thousands of them unvetted, many already escaping into the interior. We don't know who they are. President Trump is right. We gave that to Afghanistan and the Taliban. But they're the second largest to us. They're the second largest arms dealer in the world. They're selling off all the beautiful brand new equipment we gave them. The Apache helicopter, which is the best in the world, they gave one to Russia, gave it. They gave one to China. I don't know how in, a, obviously we're living in a wacky world. Otherwise, Joe Biden would have been impeached by now 
and brought up on charges of sedition actions and treason for just leaving the, 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 the military weaponry, arms, and hardware there. And now we have all these people all over the country, we don't know who they are, illegally coming through the southern border, illegally coming through the refugee program even, and we're wondering why we had yet another derailment today. I mean, I don't know if that's the cause of it, but we sure have a lot of chaos and what seems like terrorist-type acts in our interior, and no one's talking about it. Well, I will be addressing yet another Ohio derailment in the next episode. Let's get back to Trump. And Trump mentioning a boom. Now, I love the housing boom. I love the economic boom. I love the stock boom. And I very much love this next boom that President Trump is talking about and promoting. Albeit, it was a boom that I didn't expect him to address. We will support baby boomers. And we will support baby bonuses for a new baby boom. How does that sound? That sounds pretty good. I want a baby boom. Folks, a baby boom is something that is very necessary and is going to empower us as a nation, as a people, as a society over every other nation in the world, folks. Seriously. Because we are a rich, powerful nation and if we can get back our nation from these globalist Marxists and the treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards trying to destroy our country from within the government, we will continue to be a peaceful and prosperous society with children. That will be the next generation and keep us independent so that we're not dependent on foreign labor and other nations. Because this is a problem that is happening in Europe. In Europe, they have low or negative birth rates, they have to bring in, or they feel that to bring in, foreign workers and illegal immigrants and what have you. And that's destroying the culture of those countries, raising crime and what have you. It's not a racist thing. It is a factual thing. You bring in people from third world countries with fourth century ideas And then you don't have those people assimilate and allow them to come into your country illegally or en masse as refugees. Then you lose your identity, your culture, your sovereignty, and your borders. But it's all by design, folks. The globalists don't like whites, whether they're Europeans or Americans. I know it's strange. How about we like all people? And we have a country... And I'm not talking about Europe now because that's their concern. But here in America, we have a country where black Americans, Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans, white Americans, Americans are having children and fortifying our country for generations to come. Folks, we cannot survive as a nation if we don't have more children born into that nation by citizens of that nation who uphold the standards, the culture, the language and the sovereignty of that nation. Very interesting boom that President Trump is talking about here and promoting. I didn't expect to hear or see that. Now, do I want government intervention in that? Do I want a government paying for that baby boom? No, I don't. No, I don't. 
Tax incentives, I'm a lot better with any kind of tax cut or tax incentive, but I don't want to see any social programs for this. Those are my thoughts as a conservative, quasi-libertarian when it comes to fiscal spending. But one enemy I would like to see eradicated, and President Trump talked about that, uh, and I mentioned it, and I think it was a title or headline of my last video, part one of this, is obliterate the deep state, especially the intelligence community. You know, the CIA and their bros. The partisan and often corrupt intelligence agencies. Yes, it's those corrupt agencies and counterintelligence agencies like the FBI that have been working against we the American people. They've been working against President Trump since not even day one, since before day one. When Joe Biden and the other O'Biden administration people met in the Oval Office and try to figure out how to stop and how to crush then-president-elect Donald Trump and his first term, how they could sabotage him. Now, folks, this is where President Trump touched my heart yet again. I wish he would speak more about this. So happy he brought it up at CPAC. And that is the plight of our brothers and sisters who were protesting, which is their American right and constitutionally protected right, who are now sitting two years in D.C. gulags and are political prisoners here in our country. What a shame. And I'm always happy when President Trump brings to light, mentions, or fights for our J6 prisoners. The Antifa thugs who are allowed to roam the streets while we have people that in many cases are great patriots, great, great patriots, saying prayers every night, playing our national anthem every day, and they're sitting in a jail nearby, rotting away, and being treated so unfairly, like nobody's probably ever been treated in this country before, except maybe me. Yeah, the uh, deep state and the FBI and the DOJ have gone after these J6 protesters, and they have gone after President Trump with the same vehemence. And the difference, unfortunately, is President Trump is still free and these J6ers are languishing in prison as political prisoners. Now, one thing the great leader does, folks, is recognizes the contributions of others to the cause, to the team, to America in this case. And President Trump did that quite a bit. And I really appreciate that he does that. For instance, he recognizes GOP politicians in the House that have been working for an enemy behalf and bringing attention to the plight of our J6 political prisoners. And Marjorie, you've been so fantastic on that issue. Where's Marjorie? You've been so fantastic on that issue. And Elise and Matt. And there's others that President Trump also recognized. He was kind of being hawk-eyed and looking into the crowd and noticed two folks that during his first term were very vital in getting out hidden secrets to the American people. Cash Patel, who with Devin Nunes, broke wide open the malfeasance of the FBI and others and the Russian collusion and got that out in the public. And then Rick Grinnell, 
who worked uh, very hard in disclosing things that Adam Schiff and others are trying to keep secret. And President Trump saw them in the crowd and recognized their contribution as well. I thought that was a very classy and right thing to do. And by the way, as I'm speaking, do I see cash? Is that cash? Oh, my eyes are better than I thought. And is that Rick Grinnell? Huh? Wow. I better check with Gordon and I better check this audience a little more closely. I'm going to miss a lot of people in here. Great. Two real patriots. They really are two great people. Thank you very much. President Trump also took time to recognize people that he didn't even see in the crowd that he knew were there and should also receive attention. For instance, oh, I don't know, a famous journalist who got kicked out recently from his own organization that he founded 13 years ago after he exposed the sins and malfeasance of Big Pharma. You know what I'm talking about. Here's a clue. He's got a great first name, like yours truly, James. And uh, somebody that we really like in this room, I think. I certainly like him a lot. He had a lot of, a lot of courage. Very smart guy. James O'Keefe. Where's James? Where's James? Thank you, James. Good guy. There were more recognitions and... One that stands out to me is President Trump recognizing some great heroes from south of the border. And I'm not talking about Mexico. I'm talking way south, like South America. He recognized a father and son duo that have also been victims of Marxists, deep state, and injustices that President Trump can totally relate to. A very popular man in South America, very, very popular in Brazil, the former president of Brazil, President Bolsonaro. A great honor. I don't know. You beat all these U.S. politicians. That's uh, that's pretty good. And his son, who's a friend of mine, uh, Brazilian Chamber of Deputies, Eduardo Bolsonaro. Hi, Eduardo. Great, great job you're doing. Now, there were some people that weren't present that President Trump, once again, want to know where they were. <laughs> and these are people that uh, this particular person I'm pretty sure never has been to CPAC and never will go. This person should be, along with his father, in jail, in prison for some very, very serious crimes against our country. By the way, where's Hunter? Where is Hunter? Remember? Where's Hunter? Will there ever be a time when Joe Biden says this thing with Hunter just isn't working out well? I'm starting to get a little angry at Hunter. Or when Hunter comes to him and says, Dad, Dad, we have a problem. What? 
What is it, son? Another one? Oh, son, you're a disaster, son. Son, you're a disaster. Dad, we have a problem. I left my laptop at the repair shop. And Joe looks at him and says, what's on it, son? What's on it? And Hunter looks back and he says, every single crime that you've ever committed, Dad. And hence it's called the laptop from hell. Laptop from hell indeed. And that is why the cover-up for two years that the press is now going, oh yeah, it's legitimate and these things are of concern because they're trying to get Joe Biden to resign so he doesn't run against President Trump in 2024. Remember all the fake news, the former intelligence community people all signing saying, oh, this has the all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. And then of course the real misinformation, disinformation campaign against President Trump, against protesters, against MAGA and America First. Why is this concerted attack against President Trump and we the people happening? Because they don't want President Trump and we the people who want him to be back in the Oval Office and in charge of the executive branch. But all of this is happening for one single reason. They know that when we return to power, we will bring their lies and their corruption and their disinformation tumbling down. I believe President Trump definitely has a fortitude to focus and the mission to bring the whole entire system down as much as he can. Let's, let's just be very clear here. Not only does he have to get things back to, he's not only has to make America great again, again. We're in a deficit. We're in the negative numbers. Now he has to get us back up to zero. He's got to get us above and beyond that. And he is going to do it, folks. We get him in in 2024. He takes office when he's sworn in on January 20th, 2025. And he is going to finish what he started for the American people. And that is why we are 100% a Trump 2024, make America great again, save America, America first channel. This is what I represent. And I'm very much looking forward to the second term of President Donald John Trump. Please like, share, and subscribe. Or press the follow button if you're watching or listening to this on Spotify or another podcasting platform. Let us end with famous words from President Trump. Let's give him the final say. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless. And that's why I'm here today. That's why I'm standing before you, because we are going to finish what we started. We started something that was a miracle. We're going to complete the mission. We're going to see this battle through to ultimate victory. We're going to make America great again.
Thanks for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on any real news.